Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we're going to recap that game against the Columbus Blue Jackets and then talk about those prospects on the University of Denver that just won a national championship. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Apparently, sometimes it takes two clicks. <laughs> Apparently, awkwardly, sometimes awkwardly it takes three calls. attempts to do a cold open. Too. Yeah, well, we, people don't got to know about that. People on the curtain took Brian three tries. No, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good. I, I hit no, I hit the intro and then it didn't go and then it was awkward pause. My okay, yeah, again. But we're here, yeah. Monday edition, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. <laughs> you mouthing it after me? Yeah. Um. So bittersweet weekend in multiple fronts, uh, lots of different fronts. So the Red Wings battled back, tied the game up, forced overtime, and then promptly lost in overtime, give another hat trick. We're going to talk about that for the first two segments here. Final segment, we're going to talk about the University of Denver and the three Red Wings prospects that are on it. They just won a national championship. Super exciting. The bittersweet part of that comes in the fact that they had to beat the University of Michigan in the Frozen Four that that stings. That that does sting a little bit. It's exciting for the Red Wings prospects, but it stings to have that great of a t- uh, roster at the University of Michigan uh, get eliminated in the Frozen Four. But Denver's, a, yeah, as they won the championship, but they're always a good ass team. I think nine titles for them now. If they get another one, they'll be the first to reach ten titles in hockey. Crazy. Yeah. No, the, the Frozen Four was pretty. First off, Frozen Four is sick. Oh yeah. You don't if you, if you're a if you're a Red Wings fan and you're a hockey fan but you don't watch college hockey, you should cuz it's it's electric. Um but yeah, the Frozen Four as a whole, I mean the the whole tournament from the beginning there was a lot of lot lot of blue bloods, a lot of a uh, lot of been there done that kind of teams and yeah, certainly a, a blue blood matchup there. Um when it, yeah, Denver Michigan. Yeah, and as far as the bittersweet part for you, Scotty, um, led off the weekend on a super amazing note. Red or not the Red Wings, the Tigers rather battle back from down. Oh. What was it, two to nothing? Uh, three, three to nothing. Or was two to two to nothing? No, three to nothing. Then the White Sox took the lead again, four to three. Tie game, win it in the bottom of the ninth. Super exciting way, especially when it came off the the heels of an Austin Meadows triple, then a. Reviewed Javier, Javier, Javi Baez, Javier, Javier. Thank you. Single off the wall that had to be reviewed. Like super exciting. You're like, this is it. Tiger's gonna win, win the whole thing. And then they just lay two straight eggs. So that, I think you said it before we started recording, but an exhausting weekend for you. Yeah, yeah. Mostly just exhausting because of a lot of the discourse now surrounding the team. Like it's very exhausting to have the same conversation with all like everybody. And, you know, there's uh, people that are like, Oh yeah, well this team sucks and the season's over and we're terrible and we're going to lose a hundred and all of our prospects are busts. And (laughs) it's just, it's, it's so ridiculous that 
you know, it's three. I've said this a million times on, on the Lockdown Tigers show for today, but it's three games against comfortably the best team in the division. And it's the first three games of the year. And it's 40 degree weather in a huge ballpark. Like you gotta, you gotta calm down a little bit. Well, like for instance, remember that Victor Reyes triple from Sunday's game? That's going to, uh, that'd be a home run in most ballparks. I mean, yeah, and a lot of them, especially by June again. Yeah. So the ball just wasn't flying. I, I mean, don't want to make any excuses. The team just didn't play well. And the White Sox did play well. No, Tim Anderson like tore them up. Yeah. But, but yeah, you, you I mean, there's a, like garbage for games two and three of the season. Still, and still 157 left. Right. And still compile a, a, a very good season. Yes. But anyways, we're going to talk about the Red Wings lost in these uh, two first segments. They lost the Columbus Blue Jackets 5-4 to four in overtime at Little Caesars Arena on sun- Saturday night. Um, crazy game, by the way. I mean, just I was on register like the entire time. That we just There was 17,500 fans at Little Caesars Arena. But it wasn't enough as Red Wings are officially eliminated from playoff contention with that loss. Knew it was going to happen. There's a difference between like officially eliminated and you know you're out and the Red Wings have been out since about the all-star break since since about that time yeah yeah I was gonna say it's it's crazy that you can be not mathematically eliminated like two whole months after your fan base gave up like that's crazy I mean I want I'm gonna I'm gonna do a positive spin on this first I mean the fact that it took until April 9th for the Red Wings to be officially mathematically eliminated from playoff contention is sort of a good thing because think about the fact that two years ago, when before in the season that COVID cut short, Red Wings were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs in February. So they stayed competitive, at least from a mathematical standpoint, in air quotes, because we all know the competitiveness left as soon as the All-Star, All-Star break ended. But mathematically, they stayed competitive for an extra two months which does show to an improved roster. Now, that being said, they lost this game against Columbus Blue Jackets. It's, a, it's a, actually a pretty good Columbus Blue Jackets team, and we talked about it on Friday's episode. They're a lot better than people give them credit for, and the Red Wings did play them hard. Um, but again, it comes down to that, that first 10 minutes, Scotty. I mean, the first 10 minutes of the game, every game seems to be lethal for the Red Wings, and they just win. I mean, most in almost every single situation, the team that scores first wins and the Red Wings have not been scoring first in almost every single game. In fact, they've been giving up goals in the first 10 minutes and that happened again against Columbus. And this time it actually came off the captain's turnover. It was a sequence of like three straight turnovers and seven in the first period to Columbus's zero when Roslovic just absolutely, absolutely sniped it from the high slot. And this just continues to be a trend and it's very frustrating that, and, and more so in this game especially, that turnovers continue to be a problem. Yeah. No, and, and look, like, the defense is obviously the defense, and, and we're all well aware of uh, the, the, the abilities of our defense at this point. But you're certainly not doing anybody favors by, by, with, the, with all the turnovers. And it's, it's one thing to – it's one thing to turn the puck over in – you know, in the opponent's zone or, or even in the neutral zone, right? Like, that's obviously not ideal, like, especially if you're rushing. But, there, you know, that, that's going to happen. Turnovers in your own zone can happen. That's especially when, again, when you have 
already as thin and and poor of a defense as as we do and it's been a reoccurring theme honestly the entire season yeah and the red wings got absolutely dominated in that first period as again is the trend i don't know what it is with this team and they just continue to come out flat like why are they i just i honestly don't have an answer or an explanation at this point scotty they straight up just did not come out to play in the first period and that's been the trend all season they had a 32.8 percent 32.8% 32.8% expected goals for percentage in the first period alone. Or for people who are not familiar with that, a 37.5 Corsi 4 percentage. They were getting dominated that entire first period, and it's been like that all like ever since mid-February. I keep going back to that mid-February where it really started, but they have not been coming out ready to play the last month and a half. And that used to be something that we... We're praising them for. Remember that stretch when Dylan Larkin would come out and just score a goal immediately? I just don't know, and I don't have an explanation for at this point, Scotty. What changed in this team, in this locker room, where they're coming out, ready to play, night in, night out, scoring the first goal, playing competitive, to just coming out flat for the first 20 minutes, not ready to play? It's wild, ain't it? Like, this, I mean, in in the beginning of this season, this was... One of the – it was, okay, you know what, we're going to play really well in the first period, and then by the third it's going to be a, a, a crapshoot, right? It's going to be a disaster. And we, and we slowly kind of declined. And then, you know, halfway through the season rolled around, and, oh, look at us. Now, now we're going to be a train wreck to start off every single game and then come back from behind and win sometimes and lose sometimes. And it, it completely flipped. Completely flipped, and and we straight up at, at one point we were one of the best, like first ten minute teams in hockey, and then three months later we were comfortably one of the worst first period teams in the sport. I mean, a, a, a ridiculous turnaround, and really, I think what that highlights more so than anything, not even related to you know how well you play in the first period or the second period or the third. I think what it really highlights is just the inconsistencies within this team and and within this group and within the coaching and within everything. I just think it is still a wildly inconsistent group of young kids. And going back to, you know, the the point we had made earlier about it, they finally just got eliminated from playoff contention. That's fine. And I I will keep reiterating the fact if anybody pointed out and, and gave you the record that the wings have right now, and gave you the production for all the young kids and Larkin and Burt and said, this is how this season's going to turn out. We all would have taken it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we but have used a lot that. Of inconsistencies that a need lot to of, be ironed out. A lot of inconsistencies and a lot of frustrations lately. And we've talked about that on end at this point. We don't have to keep going down that rabbit hole. Um, there is one more thing I do got to bring up um, about this game negatively before I do get to the positives. And I, because I do have a take, I have a take here. And I'm going to get to the second in, in the second segment. Um, but first I got to talk to you guys today about athletic greens. Our next part, our next partner has a product I use literally every single day. I started taking a AG one because honestly, they sent me a box of stuff and that's how you always get started with this stuff. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They send you this stuff. They want you to try it, but I'm not lying to you guys. It's actually really good. I mean, Scotty called me out on a uh, podcast the other day. I was using the bottle. I've been using the stuff that they give us. They give us powders. They give us pills. This stuff helps with your gut health. It helps with your digestive problems, helps with, you know, a myriad of 
other things as well, you know, bathroom stuff. But it really does improve how you feel. And on top of that, it's just it's good for you. I love it, man. Um, like I'm I've been using it every single morning since they gave it to me, and I'm absolutely re-upping when I'm I'm getting relatively close to running out here of my because they gave it to us a little over a month ago. Yeah. I'm getting pretty close to running out and I'm I'm absolutely re-upping, man. I start it's like part of my routine now, first thing in the morning, every single morning. Yeah, I'm like really glad they because this is one of those things where like they send you the stuff so you can try it. So when you're reading it, you know what you're talking about. And this yeah. was a situation where I'm like, I'm really glad that this happened. Yeah. Same. Because like I actually feel good every single day. Like it's been it's been great. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens. To help you start your day right, this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or, or gluten-free. contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting super good. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. In 2020, AG donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are breaking down our thoughts and feelings on that Columbus Blue Jackets win over the Detroit Red Wings in overtime. One last negative thing I got to talk about, Scotty. Red Wings gave up yet another hat trick in this game. I believe it was their 11th of the season. Thankfully, it's kind of sad that I have to say this, thankfully. Thankfully, it wasn't a first career hat trick they gave up this time. So Roslevic's second career hat trick. Uh, He had the OT winner, which sealed the deal for him. Super fun. It just goes back to like, even in games. So this, this game, they played them pretty tight. After the first period, the Red Wings dominated it was an entertaining the game. It was an entertaining game. They dominated the second period. It was a pretty close, even third period, especially the last five minutes where the Red Wings came back, scored two quick ones, tied it up. It was an exciting game. So I'm not trying to make it out to be like it was the 11-2 Pittsburgh Penguins loss. But even in the exciting close games, the problems are still prevalent. And that's just, that's something we're going to have to also, we, get, we are going to have to deal with, but should not at the same time accept for the future going forward. Because the fact that, They've given up yet another hat trick. They had seven turnovers when they gave up the first goal. I mean, the shot, I mean, I'll I'll throw up the heat map yet again. I mean, it's just a continued problem with this team where they have no defense. And what I'm saying, again, when I say they have no defense, I don't mean as if their defense alone, I'm talking about the defensive side of the forwards too. You look at the heat map, the Columbus Blue Jackets, again, swarm the slot. This is all situations. They had three pot, four goals that, occurred in the slot, including their uh, the Roslevic's first goal that came um, just above the circles. This is just a continued problem. They just cannot get, stop teams from s- scoring goals in the slot and can, creating pl- pressure in the slot. It's just, I, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. But the, <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no stopping anywhere. I mean, look at yeah. that. You got, 
You got inside of both circles. You got the slot. And you got right on top of the net. Just all, all, all dark blue. I just, I, I honestly, Scotty, I'm at a loss as to what more to say about the team's defense. Possibly say about it. Yeah. yeah. No, there is. They're just it's, bad. It's bad. It's bad. It, it's not going to get any better in the last what nine games of a season. It, we know it's bad. It's going to stay bad. And honestly. At this point, not to be a Debbie Downer, even if they play well, it doesn't even matter. Like it like literally does not even matter. Like if the defense put up a a defensive masterclass for one of these last games of the season. Wait, wait, it doesn't even matter. Okay, that's one game. We have a whole sample size of of this defense a whole season sample size, this defense being horrible. And what half the defense isn't coming back next year? More than half? I mean, it, it literally doesn't even matter. Like, not, not again, not to be like a <laughs> like like an <laughs> ass, but like it it literally wouldn't even matter, even if they did put up like a crazy impressive defensive game. If Cider puts up crazy impressive individual performances defensively, that obviously is a big deal. But. I mean, again, for literally everybody else, it's like, okay, like, cool. That, that's great. I'll take a good performance. I'll take a win. Always. But it, it, it doesn't really change the landscape of anything. No, it really doesn't. And I don't want to keep beating the dead, you know, the dead horse over no, and over again. No, no, of course. Yeah. Like, I, Let, I don't want to just come on here and talk about how bad, how bad I mean, everything is. It's, but like, it, they, the, it, it's just been true. And we're going to – it's. This is what it's going to be until the end of the season. We're going to make it through. We're going to get there. And then offseason happens. You make some moves. Defense gets better. Anyways, on terms of what happened good in this game, Jacob Verana scored another two goals in this game. And he just continues to be a weapon for the Red Wings on the ice. When he's on the ice, he's an offensive weapon. His defensive side of the puck could use a little bit shoring up but he is a threat whenever he is on the ice with two more goals. He's got, I think, 14 points so far in 16 games. If I just want to double check on that before I spew off wrong stats. He's a menace. Yeah, he's got 14 points in 16 games so far this season. I can't believe he's already played 16 games. It does not feel like it's been that many. And he's got 10 goals in those 16 games. He's an absolute menace. He's got a shooting percentage with the Red Wings this season of 25%. And had a shooting percentage with the Red Wings last season of 25%. Again, small sample size for both of those. 10 games last season, 16 this season. But here's my take. Is Jacob Verana... It's sustainable. Yes. Yes. Is it sustainable? Now, is Jacob Verana an elite level scoring threat in the NHL? I mean, it's... it's... It's really hard to argue either way. Like, it's, it's obviously hard to to say, oh, yes, because he is in 26 games in his NHL, you know what I mean, in, in the last two seasons, like, sure. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's a that that's tough because it is such a small sample size. But at the same time, it's pretty much impossible to, to really argue the flip side too hard either. It's pretty, it's pretty difficult to say, oh, no, like, def- definitely not. Like, I don't know. I don't think you can really give a, a, a definitive no either because he has been so ridiculous in that small sample size. Yeah, and so, obviously, when he played with the Washington Capitals, 
pretty easily he was going to accrue a above 50 expected goals for percentage and above 50 Corsi, above 50 Fenwick. But the fact that this season in 16 games, and again, I'll reiterate, small sample size, the fact that this season he's able to do that yet again with the Detroit Red Wings, a much worse team, is really speaks volumes to the offensive threat he is. And I know he's on a hot streak right now, and 25% shooting percentage is not sustainable. And I, I completely am aware of that. But the fact that on a team this poor, with the collective, collective expected full goals for percentage of 47, he's 4% above that at 51, really speaks to when he's on the ice, the impact he is having. Which brings me back again to why is he only playing 12 minutes a night. And I know he's not playing penalty kill, so I know that's going to impact his times on the ice because the Red Wings take a lot of penalties. So I understand that that's going to impact it. But the fact that in the gaming on Saturday, he had 12 minutes on the ice absolutely blows my mind. Yeah, it's, it's in my opinion, it's inexcusable. That's, that's blasphemy. I'm not sure how you can, how you can justify that. If, or maybe if, assuming, it's... Assuming health, um, I think that's unjustifiable. You could almost call it blasphemy. Okay, we can go to the next segment now. <laughs> oh, that was bad. It was really bad. But seriously, I, I don't know how, how that's excusable to any, how anyone can excuse that. No matter your opinion on Blashel, no matter your opinion on, on Verona, no matter your opinion on anything, there's no way you can create like a full justifiable reason and argument uh, against or for playing him that little. No, there, there really isn't. And I know the argument will always be like, Oh, you're trying to spread out the scoring talent and stuff like that. But he's just a threat, man. And he's exciting to watch. And every time he scores a goal, it just further proves that man, the Red Wings won that trade. Man, did the Red Wings win that trade? They got, Jacob Verana, a first and a second round pick for Anthony Mantha. And we also got Richard Panic out of it, who he promptly, you know, got rid of. But man, does he just prove his worth every single time? And sometimes change of sceneries work, man. He's just been a real treat to watch for the Red Wings. And I, I really look forward to seeing what he can do in a full season next year. I'm so pumped. I was so disappointed he got hurt this year. I'm so yeah. pumped to see what he can do in a full season next year. Yeah, it's been, a, it was a real struggle to, the, for the weight. For Jacob Verona to hit the ice. I'm going to talk to you guys today about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and this start of the Major League Baseball season. Betonline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Betonline. Betonline. Where the game starts. Also got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. You got to try their puffs if you haven't yet, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. If you haven't met, if you haven't tried them, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. Typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most protein bars contain 
Most built bars contain rather 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. Segment three here, Locked on Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are going to transition now. Uh, well, before we talk about Denver, also want to say, Dylan Larkin, 500th career game, got his 31st of the season. Absolute rocket. Cannot believe it's already been 500 games for the captain. Crazy, man. Crazy. Like, I I, I mean, do you remember the hype? Oh, yeah. Dude, I remember yeah. when he was the first oh. teenager to make his debut with the Red Wings since Steve Eiserman. That Man, was like the, that was the big deal. I will I will never ever forget the hype and like the 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 talk of the town and like just the 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 feeling in the city when he first came up, man. Oh my. The next that, era. He was the ushering of the new era. Yeah, he that was my that was my that would have been 15, 16 would have been his, his year. That would have been my senior year of high school. And I I, I will never forget, man. I, I will never forget the like going to games and everybody like freaking out every time he touched the puck and <laughs> everybody like, oh, like look how fast the kid is and and just going on the internet and it was all like, man, how like he's established and, and it's fun now to see him be the captain and, and be like the point per game player and, and step up and be that one C that we can build around and stuff. And, and that's awesome. And I, and I, and I love him to death, but I, I will, I will always cherish and, and remember the, just the feel like there, there's just like some dudes get called up and there's just, there's just like a feel within the city. And, and I will never forget that season and just what it was like what when he first got called up, man. I will he, never forget it. It was it was to the likes of of that that we have never seen. I mean, that we hadn't seen since a lot of that previous era of Red Wings hockey. He went from exciting rookie to veteran leader so quick, like the blink so of an eye. It, it's right, crazy. Because, I think. mean, because the team you know, they, they traded everybody older than him away. Right. Yeah. So like he kind of had to. And, no, and, I, and I'm not talking about just necessarily that seat that, that I'm talking about the, the time frame just, it flew by. Oh yeah. Like, absolutely. He's already, he's the second year as captain. He's 26 years old or will be 26 come June. I mean, he's just, it, it just flew by and here we are. And now he is the veteran presence on the team. Obviously you got a couple guys older than him, like Sam Gagne and Mark Stahl on the roster, but he's the captain. Like he it's, used to have a stall so next wild. to Henrik Zetterberg. So Zetterberg could teach him the ropes. Right. And now he's going to have guys next to him as he's teaching them the ropes. And it's just, it's, it's, it's insane to think about how fast that happened. It, it was, it was real quick, man. It was real quick. And I, man, 500, like, man, truly, I, I, I will never ever forget that. Like that, that probably, like four month stretch from like his debut on like that, just that season and just how it felt and how everybody was talking about him and, and just what it was like for, for him to be up there. I, 
man, I, I will, I will never forget that feeling. It was, it was unlike anything I, I've experienced personally in, in my lifetime. Yeah. And he might have some like new young blood in the coming years to really help raise up and help a great mature transition buddy. Um, thank you. The, really the Red proud. Wings have three prospects on the university of Denver roster, university of Denver roster, uh, just beat Minnesota state university for the national championship in college hockey and CAA D one. If you follow hockey, you already know this first, they had to beat Michigan, which again, that's that, that stung, Kill but shy game. Oh, it was amazing. Hell, Hell of a game, game. overtime. Th- that that Michigan roster, like if it weren't if they hadn't lost to Denver, they would have won it all. But yeah. Denver, I, was I have just a couple of buddies that went crazy. They were sending me videos and stuff. Crazy Absolutely atmosphere. Insane. Crazy. Um, University of Denver has three Red Wings prospects on it. They got Shy Boom, they got Anti Tuomisto, and they got Carter Missouri. Carter Missouri from Jackson, Michigan, by the way. Um, Missouri taken in the third round in 2021. Tuomisto taken in the second round of 2019 and then boom, taken in the second round of 2021. They, you know, they played an integral, integral role on this team this season. They didn't have, you know, bad seasons at all. You have boom who at defense, another got six foot three. Does that sound familiar? 209 pounds as a 19 year old had 18 points in 39 games for the university of Denver. You had anti Tuomisto this season another defenseman six foot five and 205 pounds you're noticing a trend here scotty i've been noticing the trend for about two years now yeah <laughs> stevie likes him big to me still with a nine points one goal eight assists on 35 games this season and then carter Missouri himself he is a left wing who shoots right six foot 170 pounds he had a remarkable 38 points in 41 games uh and they all i all but to amista who did not play in the national championship game uh, con- contributed in that win. Carter Missouri had two assists while shy boom had one assist himself in that five, one lead over five, one win over Minnesota state. And it's just what an exciting team. Like we know the university of Denver team was stacked. They've been stacked for years. They have nine championships. Now, if they get to 10 first time ever, a team gets to 10. But the fact that three Red Wings prospects are, were integral parts of how stacked that team was, namely boom and Carter Missouri really speaks to how stacked the Red Wings prospect pool is for the years going forward, especially at defense and at wing. Yeah, and, and you know, not not like low-round picks either. You know what I mean? No, like second are, and third-round picks right, like showing a, up. A lot, of, a lot of second and third mixed in there. Like, it's, it, it's really cool. that It's one of the things I really like about hockey and, and how it's set up is that you can see – you can watch college hockey and – you know, the best talent is, is committed to, you know, your team or whatever. Like, I, I think that's really cool. Um, and yeah, it, it certainly made the, the tourney a lot more fun to watch when stuff like that happens. And it certainly made the frozen four and the championship a lot more fun. Well, and think um, about this three Red Wings, two second round picks and a third round pick beat Michigan with their four first round picks, oh, yeah. three of which were taken in the top 10. Yeah. Of the at last year's NHL draft, Top I mean this six, I I think because I know it was Powers and Meniers one and two. I can't remember where then, Hughes well, was taken Hughes exactly. Went four, yeah, New Jersey, and so and then Ken Johnson was really high as well. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Ken, guys. Ken was six then I think. Yeah, I think it was top six. Yeah. So four top ten picks in the last draft. Sorry, guys, if I we get those wrong. I know one and two for sure for certain. 
but the fact, and I'm not trying to, oh, you know, I'm not trying I, to like, No one and I were at the draft party thing at, we, yeah. You few, got a lockdown, you know? <laughs> a few, a uh, few ginger ales. There you go. The good old ginger ale. Um, I'm not trying to take, make a hot take or be like, oh, Stevie's second and third round picks are better than the first round picks. Absolutely not. Hockey also is a, a very high luck game. I'm not saying Denver won this because of luck, but a one game elimination where one puck bounce can win it. But the fact that this core of Denver be a stacked Michigan team, even though Denver was really, really good. I mean, just speaks to how good those second and third round picks and just how good the team as a whole is. And it just really furthers my excitement for the Detroit Red Wings going forward. If Carter Mazur, Tulmisto, and Shaiboom can make it to the NHL level. Yeah, and, and again, it, it, it certainly makes college hockey a lot more fun. But, I mean, from the Red Wings' perspective, the the you, you are starting to see the depth fall into place. And, and while I, I don't think it's there yet, I think we're very close to being there what at all throughout the entire organization and and you're you're going to start seeing a lot more organizational depth and I think that that's vital to sustained success. So while the product this year, you know, maybe people were hoping for a little bit more, I I still venture that this is a successful season. Uh and next season, maybe people want a bigger step forward than what we're going to get, but Trust the process because it that that depth is slowly getting better and better, and and we're creating yeah. a, a very deep and and full organization that's going to be really fun. And yeah, because I'm not trying to take make I'm not trying to make like a hot take like these guys are going to be ready next year and all that. But the step forward that guys like Missouri and Boom took this season, like the step in their development they took, was phenomenal and that's exactly what you want to see out of guys you take in the second round and the third round it was really encouraging to see so i'm i'm really excited um scotty brian should we do tankathon real quick let's do it let's see this is the first one nine two nine three ten four ten 5 10 6 9 7 10 8 9 10 1 we go only took 10 rolls Moved hey not bad times. not bad not bad so, i was worried i was going to be here doing 50 again like that one time all right scotty you got any final thoughts man um we still ball we still ball. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. I'll host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, a game preview as we preview the final matchup against the Ottawa Senators. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.